0: But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a free meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pedometer as our special gift to you. We have knee, back, and other braces available, as well as pharmacy services. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and you have insurance, we can help. 888-303-9136 888-303-9136 888-303-9136 That's 888-303-9136.
1: Good evening, good evening, and welcome once again to Marvelous Monday. And let me just tell you, it has been an amazing, marvelous Monday. We're actually heading back from Austin, Texas, from the Texas Municipal League Legislative Wrap-Up. And was it an amazing wrap-up. There are so many bills that were presented and voted upon and carried out uh, during our legislative session. And we're going to have some very, very special guests on tonight. Uh, to talk about what happened in Austin these last few weeks. And we're even going to talk about whether or not uh, those uh, Democrats who walked out of the meeting should have their pay docked with them all during the session. So I think she's going to be coming in a little bit later, you know, out of Kentucky. She's got at That is going on out there But let's see who else is there Mr. Arthur are you there I'm calling the roll. Pastor Michael Cooper Are you there Well what about Dr. Richard Hadney Dr. Hadney are you there And my special guest Are you there Doc Jackson are you there yeah, here, here. How are you, Dr. Miller? Fine. Well, I need you to call in to uh, my lines. that uh, the number I sent to you, Blog Talk USA Radio, could you call in to that number, and uh, you'll be on my board. And press 1, and we'll be able to talk. Okay. So there's a phone number you sent me? I did. Call? There's a special phone number that I sent to you. And uh, just look at your phone, and you'll see Blog Talk USA Marvelous Monday. Oh, okay. And Pauline. Okay. And so, thank you. So Dr. Nichols, are you there? Dr. Nancy Nichols? I don't know if Dr. Nancy Nichols is going to, she's, she's coming in live with us tonight, so I guess she's just going to listen in. But let me just tell you before we get going into the show that we're so excited that the St. Augustine University of to Tyler, Texas, they're coming in on this Friday, and we will be putting on a luncheon for all of those students and parents who are receiving the scholarships, four-year scholarships, totally paid for to St. Augustine University. The students will be registering and doing all their paperwork, and it's just going to be a fun day, a fun college day. I'm calling it our college career day where the students will be registering and getting ready to receive their full-fledged four-year scholarship. The only thing that we're asking is that they keep their grades up. Study hard, proud, because scholarships like these children are doing, these young folks. I, I, I continue to call them children, but these are young adults now. There's 18, 17, and 18 getting ready to go off to college. So we're so proud, and we're so thankful to St. Augustine University in Raleigh, North Carolina, for actually giving these young students a scholarship. So we're hoping that uh, one of our friends, a little teacher of Ball Springs, as she happens to be my sorority sister, that should be calling in. And then, of course, uh, we have Doc, who is actually going to be calling in as well. And I think whenever uh, Pastor Mike Cooper comes in, he's going to know this gentleman from out there in Port Arthur, Texas. But we're just so excited. Uh, Dr. Nichols said, I guess I'm only listening. So, Dr. Nipples, if you want to talk, just press one, and that'll bring you into the queue. And we'll be happy that uh, you may have a word to say. And we want to thank Dr. Nipples also for putting our Zoom uh, together. Because some of the students live in other parts of the uh, country. They don't all live in Texas. Even some of them live down in San Antonio, Texas, and some in the Rio Grande Valley and different places. So they may not be able to come in to Tyler on next Saturday for the event. So, okay, Miss Rihanna says all the lines are open. My line is open. And uh, okay. Yeah, okay. all the other lines are open, hopefully. So I'm on a different line tonight, uh, Miss Rihanna. I'm on the 903 number, so hopefully – that we won't have any difficulties. We are traveling back to Tyler, so hopefully everybody can hear us uh, okay here on our phones. We're just on our regular phones here. So, Dr. Nichols, are you on with us now? So I'm not sure if we're picking up, and let me let Ms. Rihanna, oh, Ms. Rihanna says we're loud and clear. So very good. So we know that we're on, so we're waiting for our special guest to come back. And, and Miss Rihanna, for some reason, I'm actually getting a background. I'm hearing myself for some reason. I don't know if it's the phone is picking up from another telephone or from the radio phone. I mean, excuse me, from the car phone. I'm not sure, but I can hear myself periodically every now and then again. So let's go back and see if our friend Doc from five one two number is calling in. That's Doc Jackson from out of Port Arthur, Texas. Uh, Doc Jackson, are you on? Okay, let me send him a message again. For some reason, it's not picking up. I cannot hear you, Dr. Nichols. Okay, you're on, no, Dr. Nichols, I have someone else coming on the 512 number. So did you press one, Dr. Nichols, from your line? If you press one and see if we can get you in because for some reason, the calls are not I'm going to send a message back to Miss Rihanna to let her know that we're having some difficulties in getting our guests in on the line. Patrick Cooper are you there? Can you hear me Patrick? Yes Cooper? I am hello
2: yes I okay. can hear you.
1: Yes good evening well I finally get I finally get a voice Dr. Nichols are you there as well? Yes can you hear okay, me? Dr. I can hear you. Finally, I'm getting getting my friends to come in. Okay, very, very good. And so then we have a couple of other people that we're expecting to come in.
3: Dr. Axel, are you there? Oh, okay. And
1: so anybody who is not speaking, if you would actually go ahead and mute your line. Okay, so the 941, if you could identify yourself. Area code 941
0: Can you identify yourself And let yeah. us know who you are Yeah I'm just a five. new new uh, Listener here
1: Okay uh, you, can go by,
0: uh, th- you can go by Thomas I
2: guess
1: Thomas okay Thomas So how do we know you uh, So I'm just trying to figure stuff. out
2: what you mean by Change so I saw your uh, Podcast for the first time And uh, It says uh, you tired and
0: ready for change
1: okay so let's see how long ago was that that you saw that
0: oh no just was, now yeah i'm just coming aboard first time.
1: time right but i mean how long ago i'm looking was, i'm looking, was, at, I'm looking at the in? little
0: uh the bot you know the little uh information
2: box when you look at the different podcasts yours says something about are you tired and ready for change or so is that what it said? I'd have
4: to go back.
1: Yeah, it probably did. That's probably a discussion that we had some time ago that still may be floating across our podcast. Uh, we're looking for a lot of changes. We're looking for changes as for as helping to make sure that our students are educated that need to have education but cannot afford uh, to pay for college education. So we're changing by helping to give out scholarships to make sure that our students These students who want to get an education, deserve to get an education, but cannot afford it, uh, that someone will work to help them to get that education. And that's what I was talking about at the onset, that we've been able to so far give out 30 scholarship students, and we're going to be presenting those scholarships to them on next Saturday. We thank you so much for tuning in, and so hang with us, and so because we have a lot of things that we want to talk about. Uh, I don't know if you're in Texas or not. Where are you located? What state are you in? Are you in Texas? 941, are you in Texas? Okay. So if everybody, if anybody that's not speaking, if you would mute then uh, so that we could get a good clear recording of where I understand that 941 is a Florida uh, area code. So um, perhaps our special guest is from Florida. So, let me just go back to Pastor Cooper for just a second, Pastor Cooper. I think that you would probably recognize this this name, and that is Doc Jackson out of Port Arthur, Texas. Are you familiar, Pastor Cooper?
2: Well, uh, what's his first name? I know he's a Doctor. What's his first name?
1: Doc.
2: Doc. Doc. Oh, Doc, Doc Jackson. Yes, I know of him. Yes.
1: Yes. yes, you yes. Okay. Uh, he's on city council there in Port Arthur, Texas. Yes. And so, in that I like that.
2: Bastard.
1: I'm so sorry. Bastard. Okay, Doc Jackson, thank you, and welcome to welcome to it's the other it's the other uh, gentleman, the other your, your fraternity brother that's from Port Arthur. Is that correct? Yeah. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Doc Jackson, welcome to a marvelous Monday. It is great to have you on today. So, we wanted to just talk a give a little bit of wrap up to those that are listening out there of what exactly some of the things that we looked at today and your thought process on some of the bills we know that there was a lot of bills in particular one of the bills that i was really really interested in and that's that 968 i believe was the number house bill 968 which was the bill where and we know in texas that we walked away from medicaid expansion they voted against that here, but we also talked about that bill that would, would make the wellness checks where they would go out into the community for those senior citizens, those disabled people, in particular, as you know, I'm a, a, a veteran. So those, those veterans that, uh, that are disabled out there that needs a wellness check, and even those that are homeless out there, how we would be able to make sure that those people were cared for are okay or if they need medical care, that somebody would be able to get them uh, to a medical facility. So uh, along with that particular bill, what are some of the other things that, that uh, cost your interest uh, today in our legislative map? Dr. Jackson? Well, Yeah, before you do that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and your city and what you do and all of that. Just a little bit of something about yourself, please, sir. and I'm going to mute that while you talk.
5: Okay. Well, it's my pleasure to be on your show, uh, and thank you so much for allowing me to share a little bit of my story and what we're doing in Bastrop, Texas. Uh, I am a city council member here and have been for 26 years off and on, not consecutively because we have – uh, term limits and so I have to leave for a while and come back and leave and come back and that's what I've done but um, I'm i was the past president of the Texas Municipal League and the Texas Association of Black City Council members but the things that I'm doing in my community here in Bastrop are things that are near and dear to me and uh, One of those is the Martin Luther King um, Scholarship Committee that we do every year. I heard you talk about scholarships earlier and that's something that we have been doing for uh, 34 years already. And the other uh, thing that's dear to my heart is our is the Juneteenth celebration that we have been doing for almost that long in Bastrop as well.
1: Okay, very good. So, um, so have it been so since you have been working at this for a very long time? How did it make you feel when? You heard on this past Thursday that, or Wednesday, whatever day it was, that there would be a signing that Juneteenth would become a federal holiday, number 11, and that every single year during that time uh, it would be celebrated and people would have the day off or they would get a day off in regards to that day. What were your feelings when you, uh, when you saw that on television and you saw the signing? by the president
5: and the vice president. Go ahead. Well, I was just overjoyed. I mean, I I almost wept with tears because I was so happy about it. Uh, That's a battle that I've been fighting here in Bastrop County as well because we were trying to get city and county holidays to celebrate uh, Juneteenth. The city of Austin recently uh, went ahead and made Juneteenth a city holiday, and so I thought I would bring that to my county uh, because our county used to celebrate Juneteenth as a county holiday, and so the cities in my county are Bastrop, Smithville, and Elgin. The city of Smithville and the city of Elgin now officially recognize Juneteenth as a city holiday. I unfortunately was not able to get that passed in my hometown of Bastrop, and when this uh, it was right on the heels of this announcement, and so I am just overjoyed that it is happening nationally, and I'm a little sad that it's not happening locally in Bastrop, but I'm still going to work on it.
1: Okay, very good. So then let's talk a little bit about some of the bills that uh, that concerned you or that you were happy to see passed uh, during the legislative uh, session there in Austin, Texas, or just ones that you were looking at today as they were presented to us. There were lots and lots of bills that were presented to us. Uh, are there, is there one specifically that, that caught your attention, like that, obviously, that, uh, that particular bill? Because I'm a medical person, I'm always concerned about uh, people uh, being checked on to make sure that they're well and whatever health and assistance that they need. Is there any one that, that caught your attention specifically
5: Well, there were some bills that passed that I'm very unhappy about. Uh, As far as things that I was happy about that were passed, um, we are in Bastrop, in the city of Bastrop at least, have been doing wellness checks now for several years with our police department, uh, with the people that are fragile and that are uh, somewhat ill in our community, and they do wellness checks. And if they do not... Respond, they go out and check on them, and they make sure that they get their medical attention and things like that. Um, my mom is an r n and uh, I have a cousin that 's a doctor, and so therefore i 'm very much into the wellness and health also i'm very I think that's very important and of course, I helped with all of the uh, uh, different vaccinations that we had in our county as well so that was something that i that kind of piqued my interest today when I heard that and the things that didn't, of course, were just numerous laws like the uh, unlicensed to carry and some other things that really disturbed me.
1: Yes, and we're going to get to that one in, in just a second. But one other question that I have for you is that, and it's great to know that, that you were actively involved in getting the COVID vaccines out. I think that's what you were talking about. And and that was one of the things that we did was uh, the to carry those vaccines out into the black and brown community because they were the least ones who were able to get into the line uh, and get their shots uh, in arms they they we had long long lines and so they would sign up in various locations that were, were unable to get their vaccines and then we have people coming in from other parts of the country to include from down your way all the way into San Antonio, and Austin, that would drive into East Texas, Tyler, Texas, in particular, my city, and to get their vaccine. So I'm glad that you were totally involved with that. What about um, the homeless issues if you have them in your city? And I, I don't know too many cities that don't have a little issue with homelessness. So how are you? How are you able to take care of those people that are under the bridges and along the way? We just left Austin. And Ms. Center jones and I saw all of those tents up and down uh, 35 uh, where people are living under those bridges. What about those people?
3: Well,
5: um, we are really blessed in our community not to have as many homeless, although we do have some. But we've got um, several people that have put together tiny homes, and they've got like homeless shelters and things like that that they work with, and they try to put together as many as they can and and to help as many families as they can. Uh, We have a group called Hands Held High, and um, different uh, groups in the community, different service organizations sponsor a tiny home. And there's a little village that we put together with um, these tiny homes. And so until people get on their feet, we let them stay there for like a month or maybe six weeks and that way we're rotating in and out people that are homeless, and they are very small, since you know if you're familiar with the tiny homes, but there's a community shower that's built as well, and then there's a kitchen that's separate from the tiny homes, and we've got about 30, 40, uh, maybe even more, and more that are being built, and that's been a tremendous help in our community.
1: So let me ask you that question. Is this something that city-sponsored? Or is this one of your nonprofit organizations that built? Because I'm very familiar with the, uh, with the uh, complete community of tiny homes there in Austin, Texas. I had the grand opportunity of visiting out there, and they've done amazing work. So is this a city-sponsored uh, project?
5: Well, no, this is a community. As I said, the organization is um, Hands Held High. It's a pastor,
1: uh, okay. Roland
5: Nava does that and uh, it is in Bastrop we do have and but several organizations are sponsoring and building the tiny homes and uh, right. the food pantry is furnishing the food and uh, the doctors are doing medical attention and uh, it's just it's a well-oiled machine in a sense and it really works well with a lot of our people
1: very good okay but the city does not put funding in there it's all nonprofit organizations correct it's nonprofit
5: uh, the city does fund part of it they we have an annual oh, program where we fund several organizations so yes the city of Bastrop does fund part of it
1: wonderful okay well on the line is uh, another one of our co-hosts is uh, uh, pastor Michael cooper and I'm going to bring him in and introduce and let him introduce himself and he'll have a little bit of a dialogue but he can tell you about what he's doing, because we want to make sure that, that you know and people all across Texas knows exactly who he is. Uh, Pastor Cooper, are you there?
2: Yes, I am, and thank you uh, for that uh, wonderful introduction. Hope everyone had a wonderful uh, uh, first-time-ever national holiday Juneteenth. Uh, I hope everyone heard about the great news here in Beaumont, Texas, where uh, we had uh, our first uh, African-American female uh mayor elected.
3: Yeah. On June 2.
2: Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then what I what I have to also remind people is that I'm also a candidate for, for governor because of the fact that we've been a co host and, and working with you and this wonderful program, sometimes we don't toot our own horn and uh so as I continue to present and ask questions, uh I too am in the same battle, my brother. And so when I, I drive through Bastrop I need an address and I need a name so I can stop by and encourage you, as I did on Juneteenth. Uh, uh, Saturday, I was with Brother Arthur, our other co-host. that I don't know if he's on or not. Uh, we were in Dallas, South Oak Cliff, uh, holding up south the South End. And uh, also, uh, we went to Mesquite. We actually were going to surprise you, Dr. McKellar, and go to East Texas, but I was running out of time because I wanted to make sure that my one vote counted. And I made it back to Beaumont Absolutely. to vote for that historical, as we said, her story, uh, historical vote, I mean uh, election. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. That was outstanding. Yes, we read all about you and heard about you, and unfortunately she was not there to join us today. That would have been amazing to have her apart because there are a lot, some other black females who are mayors here in the city, Uh I say in Texas that they all have to get together and I believe uh, Doc Jackson I believe it's in October of the mayor's uh, conference is that correct right the
5: Texas the Texas Municipal League is going to host the, the our annual conference for mayors and council members and all city staff and it'll be in Houston whereas uh, uh, Deputy Mayor mom. Um, well, I'm Keller? sorry. Is, our, <laughs> is is our president of the Texas Municipal League.
1: Right. And 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 Pastor Cooper that is a black female that happens to be my sorority sister as well. So we were so proud to see uh, the great work that's being done by people of color across Texas, that's holding uh, various and sundry uh, positions within their city. So we're very proud of uh, of her position there. So hopefully we'll get a chance to meet your new mayor. And her name okay. is Mouton. Is that correct?
2: Robin <laughs> Mouton. Absolutely. Robin Born Mouton the here. Yes, wonderful woman.
6: Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful.
1: That's outstanding. That's outstanding. So go ahead, uh, talk and share share with my uh, Dr. Uh, Councilman Dr. Jackson a little bit more about yourself and your plans uh, for running for governor.
2: Okay, I will. And matter of fact, I wish I would call her. I think out of Florida had stayed on because uh, you were introducing all of the things we've been talking about, and that's part of my plan. Uh, we no longer ask the people to bring us to the table. We're going to end up in Austin, Texas, as the next governor of Texas, and I don't care who gets in the race or gets out of the race. We never do a race uh, uh, asking for a guarantee. Uh, <clears throat> most of the change takes place along the, 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 uh, the journey. And uh, in this journey, uh, back when I was the candidate for lieutenant governor, we challenged the lieutenant governor at the time to give teachers pay raise. He lied about it. But once the media called him on it, uh, he realized that he needed to do something. So uh, without even holding an office, we challenged him, and teachers got a pay raise. Now I know he came back and he raised the insurance up 3%. So with those kind of, uh, that, I call it trickery, uh, eggshell games, same place we have as our governor uh, of Texas right now, I decided to make a difference in education. We need to be at the top level. And at that level, we need a new commissioner. That, uh, our education commissioner uh, has failed us, and Texas has failed our children. So, Uh, My main platform, when we're talking about bringing the table, uh, we no longer ask anyone to invite us to the table. We have our own uh, issues, our own menu, and we're talking about the things that we talk about at our kitchen table. So, therefore, I invite you, my brother, Dr. Jackson, uh, to come along this journey and this ride as we stop in Bastrop and go along your journey and your ride and lift up our people. And whenever you lift up minority folks, black, white, Hispanic, Latino, Asian, uh, the whole community is lifted because when you take all of the minorities together, we are the majority. So when we when we come together as uh, one nation under God, as they say it, uh, we absolutely are stronger. So imagine the weakest areas, uh, there are places in North Dallas with no water. There are places in Beaumont, Texas, where we have brown water. So we go from east to west, north to south, to central Texas, Hondo doesn't matter. San Salvador doesn't matter. We are bringing our own table and our own issues. My name is Michael Cooper, and I am your candidate for governor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> very good. And, uh, that sounds. Good. And you made a very good point. I
1: think I heard the laugh of Doctor. I think I heard that Doctor. Agnes. Land. Oh, yes. Nobody has I, like like I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> good evening, <laughs> Dr. Hadley. How are you doing? And oh, good evening. Good evening, everybody. Here. Great. Great. Well, introduce yourself to uh my dear friend, uh, Doc Jackson, councilman out at ba- uh, Bastrop. And so, oh. uh, Dr. Hadley, go ahead and share who you are. That's another I, one of our I, co-hosts.
4: I go oh, very good. Uh, well, my name is Dr. Richard Hagney, born and raised here in East Texas, and Really, all over Texas' background, all my degrees are basically in pharmacy. Uh, a lot of work in healthcare, even back in old HMO days in graduate school. And, of course, uh, pharmacy consultation and programs and, and really concerned about health care throughout and, and and what we organize as task force here in East Texas to address some issues, uh, basically equity and, and disparity in health care, which occurs. Uh, prior pride for the virus, during the virus and it's going to care after the virus, we don't make any corrections and changes there. And so just technology like,
3: uh, like history.
4: I love these like of history, uh, because there's so much in our history, so many missing gaps in our history. And so what I'm excited about it was someone saying earlier about education. But I you know, I remember I was talking to someone yesterday about the education role, they started in the black church. <clears throat> uh everything has to center around the black church. Uh, that's our emphasis and every, everything got started in the black church, even our school education. I was telling someone the other day back in those days we could we could educate kids because it took the whole family to educate kids, parents, schools, churches and everybody. But somewhere along the line we sort of uh, got off the track there and we need to get back. I I think in that last that uh rank what four sellers of all all the state large education. That's sort of shocking when you think we, we were bust for a better system, The permanent system that we wanted was a better system we're experiencing right now. So there's a lot of work we need to do. Parents need to get involved. Um, and so, and also that health care issue we talk about is critical throughout the system, and so that's my interest. We, we work on major projects uh, as far as uh, uh, reaching those goals. And, uh, and the concern now is when you think about the virus and the Delta virus is, is here, is here is back, and the virus kind of Have some great concern, for us, we what we need to do with that this summer and, and fall before we get back in school. And so I'm, I'm that's my end. So I'll uh, I'll chime in wherever we all need to. But I, I'm still honored to be with Doc and all the guys here for the issues. Uh, I enjoy this because we always talk about the issues. We don't sweep anything on the rug. things to the table. You know, so I tell people, the future of Texas is East Texas, right? And I take them away from my yeah, desktop. I, I drove through that many times, taking, I feel like I own the desktop. My daughter and son-in-law there at UT and Austin, so I can I can drive them off and use almost blindfold. But uh, I tell people, the future of Texas is East Texas. And where Texas goes is going to be based on East Texas. Uh, so that rural component, so the, the metropolitan area there, they're there, but uh, Texas, so, uh, with the one in the earlier colors and all that, it's going to take, uh, East Texas leadership to do that, uh, to make that. Because as you understand, Texas politics is all weighted in rural areas.
3: Oh, very <laughs> good. We're
4: representative, you. so you, you know, you have to understand, text me, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I make mean, some other comments later.
1: Very good. Thank you, uh, Dr. Hagney. And now, uh, Councilman Jackson, we're going to bring in Mr. <laughs> Arthur Fleming out of, Dallas, Texas, and then we'll bring in Dr. Nancy Nichols out of uh, East Texas. So, uh, Mr. Arthur, if you're there, go ahead and introduce yourself to our special guest and uh, anything that you have to say to him. He's the councilman for Bath Rock, Texas. Mr. Arthur. Mr. Arthur, did we have you? Dr. McKellar? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Uh,
5: uh, I just had one quick comment to make because he's uh, while he's coming on the line and uh, about you know being at the table and I think it's very important that we do uh, go to the table. As one of my mentors used to tell me, either you have a seat at the table or else you're on the menu, and I'd much rather be having a seat at the table.
1: <laughs> That's exactly correct. Well, yeah. <laughs> How y'all doing? We love that. Can I hear me? Yeah, yes. Can you hear me now, Arthur?
6: Yes, we can hear you. Go ahead.
7: Yeah, accounts
6: yeah. with my my family's base. That's where we are from. Bastrop, the Flemings. I don't know if you know any of the Flemings the, from back in the day, but anyway, that's where we that's where we based out of. And so uh, it's a so oh, good happy. Oh, okay.
3: Have
6: you. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot. I know about that eggs and sausage down there. So yes. Okay.
5: Saying. Well, Jackson, Mays, Lee, Powell, all those in my family. <laughs>
6: Oh,
3: okay, okay,
6: well, well. Yeah, the first of all, here we bring our own. Table. We ain't trying to get no seat at that table. Uh, we know what happened down that table. So, you know, we bring bringing our own, uh, you know, this time around. So, uh, uh, again, we had a great time the 19th of June uh, got dropped on everybody. So it's kind of, and, and I'm loving it because the, the you know, people that. The people that was, uh, and I call them Northerners for the most part, they didn't know nothing about the holidays. You know, they called themselves a shame of for us for, for celebrating. So now, so now, it's on all of us, and now they having to understand that the Civil War didn't end y'all in in, in 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 January one eighteen sixty three. They were fighting in eighteen sixty five. They were still fighting. They, they, they fought. So, South, so, I, uh, the uh, 19th of June, with all that's going on with the with the voter suppression, East Texas, and that's what we need to focus on. And so, uh, now, now we need to focus on all of Texas, but we got over 4 million black folks in Texas, and if, and if over a million of them is in East Texas, that means that a quarter of our vote is being suppressed. So, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like laser focused on East Texas. Uh, you know, Mr. Kelly, she knows. That's uh, my passion. Uh, and so, basically, we're going to go down. We're going to liberate East Texas and Bastrop while we at it. All right.
3: <laughs> yeah, all
1: right. Okay, then. <laughs> so now we're going to move over to Dr. Nichols. Dr. Nichols, if you're still on, uh, come on in and have a couple of words to say to our councilman over in Bastrop, Texas. Dr. Nichols?
7: yes thank you I'm I'm thinking about the changes that are coming around the bend having to do with this legislative session Um, and we were hearing about the tiny homes and how that's working out but we know that there's kind of there's a crackdown that's coming for our homeless population that has to do with uh, one of these legislative bills that uh, past uh, As an educator, the thing that is really striking me is limiting the critical race theory in schools. I just don't. First of all, realistically, I, I cannot see that that's going to happen, that textbooks just aren't going to change overnight because Texas uh, idiot, uh, legislators uh decide that that's what they want. That's just not the way um, that's just not the way business works. And then secondly we just can't do that. It's just not going to happen. You can't. We can't just start cutting out it's we need that's not the way education works. We move into more education or more science where it becomes more, um, more, the word is more, rather than narrower and less. So that, that's what I'm thinking about.
5: Well, that Hello? makes absolutely perfect sense. Uh, I mean, because I think the Internet and uh, all the other social media is going to help take up. So there's no way that that's going to be abolished or stopped with all of the different social media outlets that we have. And our youth are very inquisitive, and they'll find out the truth.
7: And and we know that the best way to get kids to read is to tell them they're not allowed to read that book.
5: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
7: So, Dr. McKellar, that's really, that's my two cents okay. worth.
3: Oh, okay, then. very good.
1: So, then, what I'd like to cover a little bit, then, on yesterday, uh, Ms. Sinther and I came down to Austin a little early on so that we could attend uh, the rally that was put on uh, by uh, the Democratic Party uh, the Texas uh, Democratic Party and Beto O'Rourke was heading that up, and as we were there on the Capitol, well, when we actually arrived, there was a group of, of uh, people that were
3: in front of the
1: Capitol, and they were talking about. where they were wearing uh, Trump signs, uh, Donald Trump signs, and and they had uh, bull horns, and that was fine. They were very full cool and so forth. And so that hundreds of people there were four buses that came out of Houston Texas four buses Uh, there were people from all over everywhere even we saw about um, uh, and Dr. Nichols we saw uh, Lerna uh, and several people actually from uh, Tyler Texas to be exact so after we got into the program, and it was very good. We had all these amazing speakers uh, that were on. And then um, uh, Beto O'Rourke came in and he spoke. He was the, um, the ending speaker. And shortly into his speech, uh, seven of those people that were at the front of the Capitol building were came marching up. They had their weapons on their hips. Uh, they were... Uh, Trump supporters, and they were using their um, bullhorns to uh, to try to speak over uh, Beto's speech and anybody else that was speaking. And so shortly after that, the uh, state troopers uh, could see that they were meaning trouble, uh, especially since they were carrying weapons. And so the state troopers just walked down. Uh, and stood right there by them, stood in the crowd to make sure that, to show them there was not going to be any insurrection, and that was their word, there was not going to be any insurrection on this capital step in Austin, Texas, like it was in Washington, D.C. So that was that's, that's what was going good on. good to hear. I'm sorry, say it, Dr. Nichols? That's
7: good to hear. Very good to hear.
1: Yes. And they were the Center was able to video the whole thing. People were videoing and then there were some of the other ladies that were getting up in their faces and saying whatever they were saying and all of that. But uh, but the police but the state troopers made sure that everything was peaceful and that people were able to peacefully stand in front of the Capitol building and express uh, what they'd like to see happen. One of those changes that the uh, 941 person uh, that was asking what change was, were we talking about, well, it would take us all the rest of the evening to talk about some of the changes that we want to see happen uh, in this country and even in Texas, starting with the fact that we just finished talking about how important health care is and how that we voted against the Medicaid expansion when I mean, we have so many people uh, and and I think somebody mentioned that we rate number I think that was Mr. Arthur said we rate number 47 in health in, in, in uh, education and we rate just about that in healthcare care in Texas but we always talk about how great our state is and it is a great state but we have so much work that we still need to do so that's where we are uh, with that and what went on on yesterday, which culminated with our legislative wrap-up uh, here uh, today at the uh, Texas Municipal League uh, wrap-up session. So, Thank you so
7: much for going yes. down there, for representing our neck of the woods, and thank you to Ms. Sinther. Those of us back home really appreciate it.
1: Yes, ma'am, it was a pleasure. We we enjoyed. She was able to get lots of footage and lots of photographs of so many people from all across Texas. And so the next time when things happen, we we have to make sure that we have our buses out of East Texas because we have a lot, we have a lot of people and boats in Texas. So, I'm getting a little feedback again. I'm going to actually, if we're traveling to the area where the service is not going to be that great. So, I'm going to to ask us to talk a little bit about, um, and I hope that you can hear me, I want to talk a little bit about the critical race theory that we always hear people talk about, and... Doc Jackson, or Mister,
3: or Mr.
1: Oh, maybe Pastor Cooper. or One of you guys. You're probably going to have to take over for me because until so we can get out of the area where we're getting a lot of feedback. We're so, yeah,
4: getting
2: a lot uh, of feedback. Can't hear you.
3: Take the take the lead. Pastor. Right. right we'll do I think and if someone mute
5: critical. their phones unless they're talking, that'll help too. If not, if you're not speaking, if you mute your telephone, that will help with some of that feedback.
2: I think she's also in a bad bad area. I think it's her fault. Yeah, she's in a bad area. area. Yeah, so we are going to continue to talk about critical race, critical race theory. And, uh, matter of fact, I was listening to the news all weekend about that. And, and Dr. Jackson, I'd like to get your uh, feedback on that. Because of the fact, uh, I think it's in uh, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, where they had the aggressive behavior when it came to dealing with that and one of the things that kind of struck my attention was that uh, a father looked like he was maybe 40, and he was talking about his six-year-old daughter, how he did not want that being taught in his in, in the school. He said, absolutely, it is a problem. Uh, it was a problem. But he's saying it's not his daughter's problem. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts of that when, when someone's telling you that it's, it's not the daughter's responsibility, not his generation's responsibility? And, and 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 what is your take on that? Because of the fact, uh, when you talk about critical race theory not being taught in schools, uh, uh, my, these things. My, go ahead.
6: My, my hey, hey, everybody. Before he answers the question, define critical race theory. Critical race theory is a college course that's taught. Yeah. Go ahead. That's into anywhere in America. So we need to make that straight. Uh, critical race. It's not being... Okay. They want to say they don't want black... If they don't want black history taught, Okay, they need to say that.
2: Right, exactly. exactly. But, but, yeah. It's kind of like they use a phrase. They find a, I call it a hook. They, yeah, it's a talking point. They, they, uh, they use a phrase like defund the police department. These are phrases that are hot buttons that trigger <laughs> folks. It's almost like it's perfor- uh, training uh the lab rat if you would to uh respond in a certain way when they hear these words of uh of critical race or, or uh defund the police department and and that's not it, it, we're not talking about any of that we're not talking about defund the police department and we're not talking about uh uh teaching something that is not true uh so when you talk about critical race uh that's their their, their statements for us not talking about the real issue with jim crow
6: it's a it's a, a false republican talking point
2: that's it that, that that's it i was waiting i'm trying to push somebody to say that and, and okay mm-hmm. now with that being said and, and i think dr jackson has clear idea i just want to hear his take on that and what's happening in Bastrop what's the feedback
5: well it's it's definitely an issue and i know you know that um the education process has suppressed, you know, uh, authentic black history for years. And, I mean, I, I'm 68 years old, and it was just within the last five years that I even heard about what was happening in Oklahoma, about, you know, in Tulsa and all of that. I mean, that was all hidden from us, uh, from the education process of the, some of the schools and things. And Texas has done a lot of that as well. But uh, I I'm, feel I'm positive that, as I mentioned earlier, with the social media and the Internet now, kids will be finding out because they are curious. And uh, like someone said earlier, if you tell them not to read that book or not to go to that website or something, they're going to go there. And I think that uh, eventually they will. the truth will come out, and they'll know about our history and the truth behind it because it's been hidden for so long, it's time that it came out and that everyone finds out about it, and not just in the... Uh, know, the HBCs and other places. I mean, mean, it needs to be taught across the country uh, in the high schools, elementary schools, and uh, everywhere. When I was growing up, I mean, I had the fortunate, I was fortunate enough to have a high school and an elementary school that had current events and they had issues, and we discussed all kinds of information and black history. We didn't have it just in February. We had it every day, and so that really made a difference. I think in my life, and I think uh, with more of that happening today, we will get the, the, the truth out there.
4: You know, I think you know, this is I think we go back to our history. Our uh, yeah. first education started in our black churches, and the the role that black churches play in what we're talking about is critical. You know, our church is um, basically vacant uh, more, than, more than only once or twice a week. Uh, we need to look and we see, again, I keep telling, we, you know, back when we, the integration, we thought uh, we wind up in someone else's backyard uh, because we thought the, because the education was over there, but we left our best black teachers in a in segregated environment because they knew how to teach our, teach our students. But we got over there in the integration area and now it's not surprising that see the system really I think who mentioned this, uh, this is what old Jones talking about. The system really is is functioning as it was designed to be functioning. So really the system is doing what they integrate us into. So uh so what we need to do, we need to back up and start our own story. Our own educational system. Who saved the what you do? Only place you can learn in the public school system. See, that's a mistake. And see, what we need to do is take that leadership and back to our black churches and start educating our own community. You know, you mentioned sort of the Facebook and all that. I'm a little concerned about that because so much we deal with care, so much false information come across that area. So it has to be identified. But I would say that the black churches and communities should be the center force of our black history education. Shouldn't be we shouldn't rely on public Schools to teach us our own history,
3: so we have our
4: black churches where our schools started, where our HBCU started. We need to go back to that and let that be our then of course. What would happen then? You can have you have God involved in that, and, and, and that's what that's what that's what the system need to first prioritize, need to be taught God in relation to God and Jesus Christ. After that happens, then everything else falls in place. But the problem is, we can we can that all. Uh, Caught before the horse. Uh, and, I'm sorry, can you? So I, asked Doc, about
6: can my, I my ask my. Question. Question. No. Doc, can I could yeah. right quick. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, what we're gonna do? Sure. Well, what we're gonna do, Doc? The, Doc what we're gonna do uh, in the meantime while we waiting on the pictures to do all those things you're talking about? We're gonna. Like me while we're waiting on. It.
4: Well we can we can we can start immediately. We know our history. We know our to it'll be quicker than the public school system because that's what happened through the public school system. Where they're where they're going after that. So we can start uh we have we have black churches open right now, there are black churches are closing. So those of you who understand history, we can start teaching that right now. And that's where we uh, the uh our older people, our history is now being is being lost for our older people. So our, there are a whole a lot of older people can teach history. all they need is just tell the history, tell the story. Uh, we're losing that every day when we let the, when ninety year old people die without record and don't tell that story. So our history is actually dying from us. So that's what we we can start meeting all the churches that are what's today Monday. Um, every black church in this country well, probably is, uh, is 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 closed today night. So that's what I would say start I, I,
6: start. I Good, good. I agree that churches should church should do that. Could also look with you welcome, some private or some five one three C some other places. Uh, take this opportunity while They talking about the radio and all this stuff. What? what, what you're you right. We need to. We we have our own Saturday classes. Mm-hmm. We call it work stuff. Our set. It's at the community centers, where it would be. But yeah, you're right. We need to. We need to take some yeah. money. Um, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. See, we got yeah. that. Right, Doctor you Hagney,
5: break you know, you're breaking
2: up. you breaking I'm up, Doctor Hagney.
4: Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, see, we got to stop playing marble in our neighbor's backyard. That's always a right. no-win situation. And one other, <laughs> one other discussion I'm talking about is the uh is the octopus theory. Um, what Octopus Plan? See, we have to address this in all different areas. You know, we we're talking about healthcare, we're talking about education, we're talking about the system as one. We have to combine all those at one time in one discussion, and that's very that's very important for a politician to understand that. You can't win this by addressing uh, one issue. I'm I'm talking about uh, the Octopus Plan. That plan, which I've gotten there, I got sort of eight more everything. But uh, you can't address that. You can't stop that octopus by one leg. See, that's what happened with the uh, the, the discussion about police violence. But when you look at health care, you know, we can talk about, we can vote and everything. But look, when we have black females in Texas, when we talk about maternal uh, mortality, a black child has three times more to die in Texas than anywhere. So so we look at the numbers in all other disease areas, but we don't talk about those. So we have to talk about voting, we got to talk about health care, we can talk about the cost, we gotta talk about the education all in one package. Not individually, because then we're planning then we'll target when you're only in one area. So you have to talk about multiple targets, then you can displace that. Um when someone's talking about closing uh, voting at one o'clock. Now who said churches have to have to have services? uh in the morning time. You know, you can you can go to polls and vote in the morning time and have church in the evening time. Nowhere in the Bible says church That's close, ten o'clock in the morning.
3: But we, we
4: plan we plan, see we got to stop playing we got to stop we got we got to, you know, See, we got to take the lead. We gotta stop reacting to to what what the other side is doing. All we all we're doing is reacting to everything they're doing. And they can throw anything out there and we react to it. So we have to be, take the lead back at the table, make decisions and we have to start playing our own game and our own mark. And you know, I'm, I'm gonna give you an example. You know North Carolina, uh North Carolina A T A and T, the black H B C U school, their male track mm-hmm. team just won for the NCAA track meeting. Now what 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 now what is that telling us? That, te- that tells us that if we, if we get back in our own backyard, you can control college sports. But our problem is some of our best athletes get off into these other schools because of scholarships. But you imagine if, all, if our kids would stay home and, and run track, baseball, football, whatever, in HPCU, they could control NCAA. Because where is the sports
6: challenge? Dr. Dave. Doc, doc, today the Supreme Court, Supreme Court nine to zero, Nine yeah. to zero said in college sports that they should get paid. They control their images. Now, now, <laughs> now, and as in the context of the black colleges, that's going to be a great boost for the college. These you know, they can go to a black college and bring fame there, and they can make a whole lot of money. Black oh, yeah, right. so so that's so that happened today. So so that's you know, so that's gonna be going on uh so look to the it's look to that to really have a big impact on on on, on black folks 'cause up to this to it uh, you know, send them out on a sharecropper. Um, right. Uh, sharecropper about that. Yeah. So now yeah. now they'll be they're free. they would they, they the, uh, excuse me. can I jump, can the I the jump back in?
1: Everybody, may I jump back yeah. in? I think I I think I pick up now. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I have not been there for a minute, but I'm <laughs> back.
3: <laughs> well, we,
1: you guys talk, I could hear you, but you couldn't hear anything that I was saying. But look, 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 you're talking about voting, right? Is that what you were talking about, voting? Because I believe Dr. Hagman no, has been, been his thing to say that no, we don't not have not to late. have church at 10, that we can have it later on in the afternoon and and so to the polls, because we know that they were trying to block souls to the polls and all that. But
3: right. let's,
1: let's, let, let's, let's circle back to some of the bills uh, that uh, Doc Jackson, uh, councilman, can talk a little bit about this of the bills and the election part that we were talking about today. Now, we know that on the on heels of Washington, D.C. and all of that, uh, trying to change things. They're in Washington trying to change things here in Texas as far as voting is concerned, trying to keep people from the polls, uh, trying to say that we cannot get a mail ballot. And, and of course, we had some handicapped people that were there on yesterday saying that I probably won't be able to, to get out to the polls to vote because they're telling me I cannot get a mail ballot. So I think Dr. Jackson was talking about some things that he was a little concerned about. So maybe he can focus a little bit on on some of the bills that we talked about in regards to election. and then we can talk a little bit about some of the bills that we were talking about as far as defunding the policemen and what that meant and all of those things with the body cams and all that. So Doc Jackson, can you can you tie in a little bit about the bills on um, that we were talking about today as far as election and Texas concerned?
5: I was trying to find my notes because I had written a lot of things down, but I seem to have misplaced them. But there were so many different laws and things that really did concern me today uh, about the election laws and the things and all these bills that are going on across the country. But in Texas, in particular, uh, there are a lot of you know those bills for elections and things. There were some that were passed, even though the Democrats walked out and blocked the. Uh, the big bill from being passed, there were some little bills that were passed that are making a difference. And I can't seem to find my notes on it, unfortunately, but there were a lot okay, of different well, no, things that did.
1: Right. And you're right. And, and, but let me, let me just throw this part in that I really want to talk about because there are a lot of bills that we can look up because I, I had probably about 16 pages of notes and I had a smaller path. But, but what about, and I want everybody to kind of dialogue on this, We know that Greg uh, Greg Abbott said that he was going to dock the pace of those Democrats that got up and walked out. Uh, So
3: so talk
1: a little bit about that, and then we're going to do a round-robin and let everybody voice their opinions. We'll go to – we'll we'll hear from you first, Councilman, and then we'll go to uh, Pastor Cooper because he's running for governor, and then we're going to go to – uh, Mr. We'll make Mr. Arthur laugh since he's one of our primary co-hosts, and then we'll go to Dr. Hagney and then Mr. Arthur. But go ahead and tell me what your feelings are in regards to uh, him talking about docking pay and if you think that that's something that he could do. Go ahead, Councilman.
5: Well, I just was listening to the news earlier this evening, and he was talking about that. And it was brought to his attention that that's um, that's mandated by you know the state that the um, because they just, you know the um, congressmen are not congressmen but the state representatives just get what is it seven hundred and twenty dollars or six hundred and something dollars a month uh, and that's mandated that they get paid that whether they show up or not. But the thing that he is doing and it's tied to the budget is the staff members. So he can't really stop the legislators from getting their funds, but the uh, budgets of the staff at all these different offices are what are in jeopardy, and that's where the real problem is coming in. And he's trying to make people go in and vote so that he can get the bill passed that he wants to get passed, but uh, he's trying to hold them hostage, and I don't think that's going to work.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, Pastor Cooper,
2: your, your your thoughts on that. Yes, yeah, and it's amazing you all are talking about this because I heard the speeches yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, I could not make that that trip. I was just coming back in from the trips all day on Saturday. and um, But, yeah, uh, matter of fact, I, I was just reading a quote from uh, President Gary Bledsoe from NAACP, how he's saying that if the governor does this, it's unconstitutional. Uh, uh, it's our taxpayer money that's been redirected Th- That's not right uh, There's so many wrongs that's done here and, and and someone asked the question earlier What do we do to fix this? I think they were talking about education And I think Dr. Haddon was saying that We need to go back and educate our kids at home uh, We need to uh, uh, let them know The education I have is from home So we need to go back to Deuteronomy 6 Because the, the male, the head of the household Was supposed to, oh, right, that's not politically correct okay, Uh, was supposed to teach their children. Well, the other thing that I was taught, uh, I was taught about Joseph, number two in command, but he had the king's ring and the seal. I was taught about David, taught king, but yet God's anointed. And he was a man after God's own heart, although he wasn't perfect. So yes, the church should teach. And and I grew up in churches that taught. Uh, Were they mega? Were they bigger? Joel's things? No. But uh, the, the effect that uh, I have on people uh, Is is far greater than Joel Singh. The last time I checked in 2018 Unknown Unbought unbossed, uh, uh, Had 456,000 votes Because of how I was taught Now we have to uh, As civil rights leaders and, and, and council people And and mayors and county uh, Judges and attorneys We have to go back and fight In the capitol In our state For uh, those rights to teach our children what we know to be truths. Uh, again, as my friend uh, Arthur always says, what's the voice of moral authority? So, yes, the church needs to do better, but at the same time, the, 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 we were taught in the Bible that God says obey the laws of the land. If the church is not running for office, we cannot change the laws of the land. So, we have to register people to vote, we have to vote, and we have to run for the higher offices. It's great to have councilwomen like Dr. Uh, Shirley McKellar, but at the same time, I'm going to push her as long as she has life because she needs to serve in right. the United States Senate. So, so these are the things that we have to do, and we have to bring our table, we have to bring our digital menu because it changes daily, because they change us daily, and as they change, we have to stand for the correction of the change that they have. I'll
4: right, pass the mic.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, you. I, when, I, when I was when I was talking about ahead, when
4: Dr. I was I was, when I was talking about the church, I was talking about that's that's <clears throat> that's the place where we need to be taught. Yeah, uh, basically, starts with the Bible, but the church is all vacant right now. Right. Uh, they they can throughout the week. I'm saying a place where we can go and get information, correct information, talk to our people, and and, right. and that's what that's what we. And see, we, for some reason, we thought that we, see, that happened in our history. That's where education first started in our black churches. That's where the schools absolutely. That, that's right. where the HBCU, that's, and really the best teachers we had were those teachers back in our segregated program because they, right. they knew, again, how to teach our black students. And that's and a, a
2: great statement, and that's a
4: great that's analogy.
2: Right. I, I love it. But we still, because... We're begging the pastors to do that. We're begging the churches to do that. And you said the church, them So until they fill up again and until the pastors hear our plea and our cry and our voice, we have to push bills through that are good. We have to challenge speakers of the House. We have to replace a, a governor that's acting like a dictator that was just voted out of office. I don't care about mm-hmm. red or blue. I care about what is right. And we have to change mm-hmm. the laws of this land and that starts at the Capitol.
4: We have to. Mm-hmm. Yes, Reverend uh, Steve Miller's program that uh, he talks about, and he's working with Beto, people need to listen to his plan. That's Reverend uh, uh, Steve Miller's plan, where he how he's involved in churches as training programs, training sites. Everybody oh, needs to look at his plan. plan. That plan, oh. see that that's the found that's the foundation. That's the structure. You, you have to build a foundation. You're not going to build a foundation in Austin, not in Texas, not with Texas politics.
3: So you have to
4: look at how you utilize, and I would say, Steve, you need to look at Steve Mills' plan, how you involve the churches in training and preparing individuals for voting that all walks of life to Austin. That's where it starts. It doesn't. It's not going to happen in Austin. You have to start the ground root level. Oh, 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 oh. oh, it's going to happen. We're
2: going to do the ground root. I'm a pastor also, so we're going to do exactly what you're saying. I'm doing it in the churches. We're doing it in the churches. Yeah. All churches are yeah. not doing it. So we're going to have to continue to look at those plans that you're speaking of, but we exactly. have to register folks to vote. We need to register oh, yeah. 500,000. exactly with 500,000 people in East Texas that we're going to register to vote. That's the number I'm challenging this group, this team with. One reason
4: why people in East Texas vote once they wanna know what else why you getting registered? to register. See that's part, and while that's part, they, wh- while we register them, we're I, gonna
2: talk about Steve Miller plan. We're gonna talk what about what you're talking about. See, we're gonna be there, but we gotta start with registering them to vote. Oh and yeah. And and to then, vote.
4: yeah. And challenging them to train them at that point. You know, the healthcare absolutely be, the you have to,
3: absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just jump in for a second? Yeah. I, sure. I, I wanna join in with you
1: gentlemen and, and I, the one thing I want to bring out, and that is that Greg Abbott has to understand that we do not have a monarchy in America. We have a democratic process, and I don't know how he thinks that he could take funds away from all of these different branches, that come under the auspices of that budget that he's talking about, that new budget that's going to come about in September. He's talking about withholding uh, those funds. It's every every single citizen in Texas needs to be down there at his door.
3: If Absolutely.
1: he decides he wants to try to do so. this. He hasn't – Doc,
2: let me me inform you something. He's already started, and what he's doing (laughs) is repointing the arrow. In Port Arthur, Texas, where Mayor Barty, a guy that signed my wedding 33 years ago, uh, Mayor Barty, ex-judge, now mayor of Port Arthur, Texas, he attacked Port Arthur because Mayor Barty stood against every issue that they had, and they watched him, and they listened to him, and so therefore they attacked his city. They were short five million dollars in Port Arthur Independent mm. School District this year, and and they were told to go and raise the tax brackets in the uh, mm. neighborhoods in homes mm. that were already marked to be demolished, and they were charging mm. them uh, uh, three and four thousand dollars worth of tax mm. for the year, and uh, no one mm. even occupied the homes. Mm.
1: Well, think about the lawmakers audit. I mean, the law is the lawmakers it's even. Other agencies that are in that under that budget. There's all kinds of people, the staffers, yes. like uh, yes. the uh, right. councilman just mentioned. I mean, all of us need to be on buses down there. And re- remember when sixty thousand women and well, there were some men there supporting us when we marched on on, on the from on the Capitol steps of of Austin, Texas, and marched around that uh, that. Uh, Governor's mansion, and of course he left town because he heard that sixty thousand women were going to be converged on mm-hmm. on the capital steps, and then we were going to right. march, march, and march, and march. Mr. Arthur, I believe you were there. I think that you yes, were down yeah, there. I don't, don't know if you were there. Yeah, you were there, and uh, and well, and well, of we course go, he knew um, they were I'm coming, so he was. Say again. Go ahead, uh, Ms.
3: Arthur. why don't we
6: just... So why don't we go to do what you just said? Yeah. Uh, and let me, get, uh, let me just provide some context. T.D. Jake, to quote the great T.D. Jake, T.D. Jake said, I can't feed everybody. Exactly. Exactly. And exactly. he was responding to the fact that the government was was telling, hey, you know, the church take care of you. So um, we have to understand that some, some some certain things the church won't do, and so
3: That's and the
6: church can't do. The church can't afford to do it. We, 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 we can't. However, they can't do it. And so uh, you know. And so we need to be realistic about what we expect out of our churches. And then Absolutely. we need to look at what we need to be going beside church because everybody. Yeah. You know, I mean we and we gotta to understand too that we're in a we're in a change moment. We're in a change moment. Everything that thing right now. That everything is changing. Everything is moving. You know, you know, I talk to I talked to y'all about this every now and then. Everything is moving, right? is the methods and you just gotta stay focused on what you know what you need to be doing or what you as individuals are doing like you, you cutting
2: uh, cut in and out, Arthur.
6: You cutting in and out,
3: uh, uh,
6: Arthur. You cutting in and out. Oh, can you? Don't you just just going to You need to be to walk, talk, act right now. Yeah. No, uh, this. No, we're fighting right now. The fight, straight. Got to put them fighting. Arthur, you saying some good
2: stuff. Are you on speaker phone right now? We can't hear. You. Are you on uh, speaker phone? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you need you need you need the, to cut the speakerphone. Put speaker the earplugs in, just
3: Arthur. Put the earplugs in.
2: Yeah, because you're saying some great stuff, and why you do that, right? And why you why you why you while doing it? Uh, I heard T V Jake say that. I heard millionaires in my town. Seven 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 zero six zip code per capita per square miles. There are more millionaires in this area that I live in, and there are some mm-hmm. of the most expensive private schools in this area. And I've heard multiple millionaires. Some of probably billionaires. There are two in my neighborhood. they got homes as big as a, a, a college. But mm-hmm. my point is this. They said they cannot compete with public schools when it comes to uh, 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 Pegasus programs, On the Road program, uh, uh, all of these things that they have uh, for the uh, intelligent student. They cannot purchase enough computers. They do not have the resources uh, to compete with public schools. That's what is the question about? Right. What is this? What is the How is
4: Texas public school ranked?
2: But that's my point. It's, it's, it's
4: horrible. But what I'm saying we were, though uh, is right. that. Uh, uh, no, seven, no, what's what, what, what,
3: we were, what, what is it? How is highest. public can I education. That mm-hmm.
4: can I answer, answer the
3: question.
1: That. You said, sure. "How do we rank in Texas yeah. in public schools?" In finance. In, in mm-hmm. finance, we rate. Forty-seven. Wait, in finance we rank forty-seven. In education we rank forty-six. In education, finance forty-seven. In the country. To
3: answer your question. So, so
4: my question: Why you can't compete with that? That's no competition. If your system that's you're right. looking at rank, if yeah. the system you look, if the system you're looking at a rank forty-seven, and somebody's telling you they can't compete with that. You only have two drops to compete. Okay. You have to look right. at their stance. You know, honestly, they're, they're,
2: the they're, they're, they're,
4: they're talking about, about,
2: about the resource. We're talking about outcomes. Well, well, you
3: know, well, well they look at the resources.
6: Hey, one more time, you've got to, to be You need to be looking at outcomes, not, not, not 47. You need to look at outcomes. <laughs> What's um, happening to those students? That's what we need to be thinking. You know, not, you know, not not so much can we rank. You know, we rank bad when we need to improve a whole lot. And and, and, and you know, that's what you need to be fired. But the good here, as long as you got education tied to taxes, You're going to have to school districts and risk, which is barely unequal. So until you change that, you know, it's going to be a problem.
2: Well, it's quite. We I'm, I'm gonna jump back. I'm, I'm gonna jump back in there. What I'm saying, what I'm talking about, they can't compete because the tax dollars is what I'm alluding to. Uh, they, they can't raise enough money to have the things that that we should have. Now, we don't have all the things that we can, can have, but our, our uh, honor roll programs, our AP programs, are, are are more superior than their private schools' program. So, my point is, this is that we need to. Uh, take control of our tax dollars by taking control of Austin. And I don't mean by black or white. I mean by like-minded people that's changing the system. Dr. Agnew, you said earlier, the system is not failing. It is designed to fail. So therefore, yeah. it is successful in doing what it's designed to do. So then, exactly. I, I don't run yeah. A, right. I don't run away from the problem and go back to the church. I, I use the church as an added uh, advantage because of after-school programs, because of tutoring that mm-hmm. should be free. But we all know okay. that that's not happening everywhere all the time. So I'm going to go where my tax dollars are. I don't know about you guys. I paid the most taxes. I didn't have major corporations to have the loopholes like our prior president did and paid only $750 worth of taxes. I paid <laughs> tons of money of taxes and still do in my uh, semi-retired state. So my point is, is that I'm going to go to Austin and demand that you educate my kids in a proper fashion and form uh, because I, I, I paid all of my money into it. It kind of reminds me uh, of someone that's four generations into a church, and we built two mega churches in Beaumont, Texas, and then you walk away from it. That, I, I, that's what hmm. I'm hearing, and I'm not going to walk away from giving my money to an edifice to a building that stands four stories tall, chandeliers everywhere, and is now empty is what you're referring to. So I'm saying as we go and claim Austin, we're going to reclaim our churches simultaneously. I can walk and chew gum at the same time, and we all need to do it collectively, and we need to do it today.
5: Amen. Amen, amen, amen.
1: So you can walk <laughs> into them at the same time. At the same time. And we must do it. We are
2: intelligent yeah. people. We're an intelligent group. Matter of fact, there's another word that I heard this morning that they do not want us to use when it's teaching our babies. Democracy. Because it sounds yeah. like Democrats. They don't want you to yeah. utilize right. that word because they want a dictatorship. They want a ruler. They want a queen for 100 years of age and out of touch. That's the reason why Harry and Meghan are having problems because they're under a, a, a progressive society, and we have a society that's holding on to the the, the past. Exactly.
6: Hey, oh. hey, 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 hey Mike, hey, 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 Mike. Yeah. If you you know doing that correction, but I'm concerned about how I feel about you know that. It's very likey. Then concerned about how know, a likey. I know you just put again. this in the Man, you
2: say some good stuff, but I cannot hear you. I cannot understand you're
6: what you're saying. You're breaking up, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about, uh, about teaching history and so forth on where about how kids, still, you know, worried about how our kids are Oh
2: right, right, right. Like they they, they were give about kids else. Yeah. yes, yes. Uh, uh, Dan Patrick started that when William uh, Michael P. Williams was running the Education Commission too with uh, Dan Patrick, and, and he, then Michael walked away from it. But you know, it's amazing though. Uh, people don't understand that you reap what you sow. Yeah, if you handle our people poorly, uh, you're going to get handled poorly. I heard he was embarrassed, but at, at, at the same time. When it comes to education and the system that we have, it is broken. We need to throw it away. We need to fix it. We need vocation in sixth grade. It's not a choice. Everybody, boys and girls alike, need to learn how to break down a transmission like I did in my trade class. They need to understand uh, how to tack well. I, I never needed to trade, but I can tack well, put a bead on the line better than any welder right now to this day. Because I was taught and trained that because if I ever lose my executive position, I can go and make the most money with my hands, with with a wrench, with a with a screwdriver, with a hammer, with a nail. I can do that because I was trained by great educators, and they were African American. But they bust me away from those folks, and I was going. What is going on in 1976? As our uh, uh, vice president said in 19, uh well, she and I both were bust about the same time period. And so what I'm saying is this is that we have to go back and and, and encourage our African-American teachers. We have to go back and and, and hire them and give them a livable wage, max wage. And we need to make sure that we give them the tools to train our boys and girls because only one out of .0009 out of 10,000 kids will make it in the NFL, NBA, and Major League Sports. So we need to give them the odds that's best for them and that's a vocation in sixth grade and working by the time they're in the ninth grade. So well
7: said. That's
5: very well said. Growing up in a segregated school and then going into integration I can I can definitely verify that a lot of the a lot of the values of education were lost in that transition. My uncle was a principal, my my aunt was a fourth grade teacher and my next door neighbor was a first grade teacher and so it was drilled in me to get the best education I could, and they all worked for little or nothing to do that. Um, I, uh, I'm archiving through our – we've just formed a Bastrop County African-American Cultural Society, and we are trying to put together some of the records from some of these accomplishments from our from our um, predominantly uh, African-American schools in the early days. And going back and looking at some of the records and seeing that they got $75 a, a month for a mm-hmm. paycheck, this really makes me think they really must have loved what they were doing because uh, although seventy-five dollars was a lot more in that day, but still it wasn't enough to make things work because they were doing so many other things. So uh, I'm really appreciating this this dialogue we're having this evening, and I thank all of you all for sharing these inform this information with us. And I'm just so proud to be listening in and trying to comment from time to time on the on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, we well, get pretty
1: aggressive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're so happy to have you in with us tonight, Councilman. And you can come and join us at any time because Please. it gets hot like that. <laughs> yeah. Well,
5: I I see that we're Wait, all we very strong opinions. Sock.
1: Yeah, we put a little hot sauce on everything <laughs> <and> again.
3: <laughs> very
6: Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yes, Jack, uh, one of my uncles got hung in Texas. Uh, you, you have any records of all of us got hung down there? Sorry, uh, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm just doing things
5: there. for Bastrop County right now, but I'm I'm going what? through prayer view because that was the archival place that, you know, we had our state meetings and things. Well,
1: oh, well Councilman, what I want to share with you, there is a um, – one of our cohorts, uh, one of our associates by the name of Mr. Eric Williams, uh, he is a former CNN a contributor, along with some other uh, major newspapers, Washington Post, various, and sundry. I'm talking about major uh, contributors. He's a journalist, and he just finished researching uh, his history. His uh, background comes from uh, East Texas, his uh which parent, one of his parents, his uh, father, was born in Marshall, Texas, Harrison County, and his mother hailed from Tyler, Texas, even though he was born in uh, Dallas, Texas. But there's a film that's a documentary that he just finished after working three and a half years on it uh, that just came out talking about slavery that existed in East Texas and uh, the, the the uh, title of his documentary. You can go and Google him, uh, "Finding Miriam." M I R R I A M. dot com, and um, actually, some local people actually is a part of that film. Uh, myself, as part of the documentary, along with Ms. Cynthia Jones, who actually comes from uh, that same hometown, Harrison County, Marshall, Texas. Uh, but it's talking about. The slavery and and uh, the fact that Texas uh, had more slaves and Marshall, Texas in particular, were the number one people that had slaves, the number of slaves here in Texas. And it was actually debuted during uh, this past weekend, uh, June 10th, the perfect time uh, because, you know, we all know that it was two and a half years later before the people here in Texas. Uh, got the message that uh, that slaves had been freed, that General Granger had freed the slaves, and so uh, many people feel that the reason why it was two and a half years is because crops needed to be gotten out of the, the fields, uh, cotton needed yeah, to
3: be exactly
1: and gotten to the cotton gin, and so comments for you, but we want you to we want you to go and look at that documentary. Uh, it's an amazing uh, piece of art. And uh, but your comments in regards to you're Texas and uh you know, we spent all of our lives celebrating Juneteenth and we're so excited now it's a federal holiday. But what are your thoughts in regards to uh why it took two and a half years for the the horseback to arrive in Texas? Go ahead.
5: Well, I I <laughs> I, I I I've just written a little mini history about that and I was I was agreeing with you because that last crop they wanted to make sure to get through. And there are lots of theories uh, in reading some of my history. You know, they said that the messenger that was sent down was killed so that he couldn't get the word out and let people know about it. There are lots of theories about all of that. But um, PBS just did, uh, out of Austin, uh, KLRU, KLRN, just did a program called Juneteenth um, Jamboree. And it's airing this week, and it aired last week. But if you go to your PBS station, it's uh, it's a documentary, and it talks about what happened to the slaves after the Emancipation Proclamation, after Juneteenth, and it, it talks about the freedom colonies, which is something else that maybe in a future podcast we can talk about because I think that's really important. There were so many freedmen or freedom colonies throughout the, the city, you know, throughout the state because. After they left, after we left the plantation, after we were free, we were on our own and had to, you know, had to fend for ourselves. And that documentary from uh, PBS is very, very interesting. It's called Juneteenth Jamboree, and uh, it goes and, and chronicles that ab- across Texas how the different slaves went and put their own towns together, put their own churches together, and left the plantations. Of course, some stayed behind because they were afraid to. Venture out and develop their own land and do different things So if it was an unknown territory But I think that's something that um, is worthy of discussion Maybe at length in the future
1: Very good, absolutely, you're, you're totally correct and, and you're right, there was some uncharted waters That they didn't know what was out there So some of them remained uh, on the plantation then of course there was a little sharecropping going on, and, and that's one of the mm-hmm. favorite things that Mr. Arthur likes to talk about is the, the sharecropping. But then there were some of our uh, ancestors who went out there and purchased their own land. They did not sharecrop. Exactly. They were a little bit so so they're a little bit more progressive maybe than others, uh, and some of them were a little anti-participatory because like you said. They didn't know what was out there, and they didn't have the background that they felt that they needed in order to go out there and, and go along their
6: way well, don't, forget about, look at, don't forget about look. At, don't forget about the Klan now. The Klan, the the, the Klan. stop. Close some not get that, and the government.
1: Okay, say that once more, mm-hmm. Mr. Arthur, You say it out. Yeah. I'm sorry.
6: Okay, the government. Uh, the government had a hand in and the blackness in this by black folks texas oklahoma and everywhere else so we gotta you know you gotta mm-hmm. grab that
3: mm-hmm. right
6: that was the reconstruction period that, yeah.
1: yeah that's it was, true
6: that yeah. hey. you know, like the this range grew out of they were like fletchers Texas rangers yeah they were slave catchers Mm-hmm. oh yes
1: true Right. There
6: was a lot of things oh, that they were. Oh, okay. It wasn't Mr. Arthur's saying. Yeah, yeah. So we got some. Yeah. We got. But out of the and we got Adam. But Everything just. I'm saying. What I like, we we wouldn't we wouldn't help. We want some help with triers. These right guys now. Do, it. Do it.
1: Right. Okay, Dr. Hagney, did you have comments in regards to that?
4: Oh, yeah. that You know, that when we think about some of the towns that are formed, before, I'm thinking about community Texas and a lot of towns throughout Texas where individuals moved out on their own and starts the little villages and everything. But that, and of course, as everybody knows, there's so much fought against that. Uh, all sorts of ways as far as cheating and taking land and land areas. But, you know, God has been with us all along. Even when you think through those days and yes, education, indeed. we made it, we made it. And what we and that's what we need to look at. We, you know, we can look back and say, through it all, we, we are. This is what our young people need to understand. Through all that, look where we are today. And so so, so we need to recognize that, and we need to move forward. Uh, get our own models play our own, in our own backyard. Uh, do our own writing, do our own, own storytelling, and
3: uh, to a certain extent,
4: a lot of our own education of our history. So there's so much we need to do on our own. You know, we 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 you know we we, we, we people justify food deserts in Texas. You know that 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 makes no sense. But there, there are things you can do. So we just mean we've been blessed. We just need to recognize we've been blessed and move forward with all those talent God has blessed us with. The education, healthcare, you name it. Earlier, mechanical work and all the gifted people. We need to recognize that ourselves and and step out on our own and create our own. Uh, a lot of things we need to do ourselves. We're talented people.
1: Right. So it it all circles back to that big E word, and that is education is the key. And yes, I think that we. We all know that, and we all realize that and recognize that. Uh, we need to get a few more people involved so that we can help to work on these changes that came up at the onset of our, our show tonight. Uh, there's a lot of changes that need to be made, and so some of these things are some of the old things that our ancestors worked toward happening. Uh, I think Pastor Cooper uh, said it so eloquently about some of the things that he saw uh, that went away and that we all saw that went away in education. Uh, so that just in case things change about and that you be able to use your hands, we use our minds so we can use our hands as, as well. We, we, we know how to, to work with our hands and we know how to, to labor physically as well as using our mental brain, right?
2: Amen. And, and it's because exactly. of our physical labor When it came to the number one export Of the United States Most people said that the South was stronger And, and, and felt like it could be independent And that's the reason why Texas always talking about this. it's own republic It was because mm-hmm. of the number one export Cotton Now cotton yep. was made in the South But the South wasn't the only one that benefited from it You had traders up north And then they uh, exported out through New York And all over mm-hmm. Europe and everywhere else so so mm-hmm. what we need to do is realize that we don't need a discussion about repra- reparations. We, we need to fix it. We need to do it. We need to challenge it. And the reparations I want to start is in education to where in the right. ninth grade I get the best honor roll students, entice them to become educators, Get our best minds like we did before because we didn't have a lot of corporate choices in the 60s and 70s. So our mothers Mm -hmm. and fathers and grandfathers were those teachers and and
3: principals. Mm
2: -hmm. And they taught us Mm -hmm. not by a curriculum that was watered down, but it was by the curriculum that they had. My hat is off to uh, Mr. McQueen. He's the first guy that took us to Africa. What do you mean, Pastor Cooper? I'm glad you asked. Mr. McQueen brought a roll-up film projector from his home because he couldn't Mm. get one at Lucas Elementary. And in first, Mm. second, and third grade, he took us to Africa because every summer he took a a journey, a trip to what we call Mecca, and he went to Mm. Africa and he brought back the footage. And in his classroom, we never were tested. We never were graded. We never Mm -hmm. uh, had an assignment. But he showed us and taught us about our heritage in Africa and then told us about what it is that he required of us about uh, voters rights in 65 and civil rights in 64 and he didn't mm-hmm. talk about dr martin luther king he brought mm-hmm. us examples and that's the curriculum i'm looking for again yet again and yes we need it in the churches but i'm not going to wait for the mega pastor to get off his high horse and come back mm-hmm. and teach the, the small church and do what they should do i'm going to take the money that i paid and I uh, gave it to the state of Texas, and I'm going to make sure either from Austin that our uh, curriculum is changed or from the outside of the capital step. All
3: to
2: right. say it earlier. That
6: was, Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, we uh, need, need, need to sue for, for education. For Reparation. I hear you. You, I, you
2: can stutter with, with, with that through that broken – Mike, but I heard you. That's exactly right, and it starts with education, is where reparations should start. Well,
3: mm-hmm. well, listen,
2: Absolutely,
1: guys. I I want to share something with uh, with uh, Councilman uh, Jackson, uh, because uh, Pastor Cooper, what you just laid out so eloquently reminded me, uh, Councilman. We had a special guest on our show last week, and and it was it was from the the Piney Woods, not of East Texas. But the Piney Woods of Alabama, and
3: oh, okay, okay.
1: So, so it's the Piney Woods boarding school. It's a predominantly I have never heard I never heard of it before, but it's it's a boarding school for African Americans, and people sometimes have a different uh, connotation of what a boarding school is like. But this boarding school. This boarding school was started by the founder, Dr. Lawrence Jones, and he came with at the back of slavery, with a dollar and sixty-five cents in his pocket, and two uh, dress shirts, and I believe he had a pair of shoes and whatever was on his body, and he started he started this boarding school. For students that maybe the next where that car is, I'm sorry. Where perhaps, let me use this as an example. I'm retired military, so you know you do a lot of moving around sometimes when you're in the military, right? So for those students mm-hmm. who didn't want those parents who didn't want to move their their children every two years from one school to the next school to the next school for those career uh, military personnel. And then so maybe some students whose uh, parents have passed away or their parents may have been in prison and they ended up with grandparents. Here, here's my – they ended up with grandparents, and so they may have gone to these boarding schools. But he started this school just like years ago when the HBCUs started. Right. And it started within the churches. Well, he started this school, and today this school still exists. They've celebrated over 100 years, and they have students there, and they teach them all kinds of things, all kinds of things. They teach them one for you, one for me. Excellent.
3: Excellent. All I'm
1: saying is that that's the education education that uh, Pastor Super was talking about. That these students are receiving uh, at this boarding school, and then they work toward making sure that once they leave that boarding school, graduate from the twelfth grade, that they go on to have a college education. Mhm. Mhm.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. Come in. Anybody? So yeah. that's the Pine- Piney Woods Boarding School. <laughs> mhm. I oh yeah. I'll have to look that up. Being from the Lost
5: Pines here in Bastrop, I'll have to look up that Piney
3: Wood School. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. It,
1: it's amazing. Yeah. We we had the pres we had the president, and let me tell you what this real story is. This young man lost his parents, and he lived with his grandparents, and so he needed a little boost in the ninth grade, and someone at his church guessed it that he goes to that boarding school. He went to that boarding school, graduated from there, from the ninth grade through the twelfth grade. He graduated from it, and then mm-hmm. fast forward, he was a civil rights. He was a civil rights attorney, worked in Washington D.C. in the White House, and all of that. Fast forward, and now he's the president. Of that what he needed from the ninth mm-hmm. grade on. It's a right. great success. Oh. Awesome. awesome. Oh. Great success story. Yeah. Comments anybody.
4: That, that was, that was yeah, one I wanted to go one, to, one question yeah. I, I wanted to ask him. Yeah. Well, what he mentioned they were raising all the food on that on that complex. I think he said something like a thousand acres. And I That's was right. really I was really interested, you know, when people talk about food deserts and can't feed a lot of people, you imagine and t- uh, teaching those uh, on, that, on that thousand acres of Mississippi and uh, eliminating food, desert food, and nutrition impact. And, uh, you know, it's, I wanted to ask them that question. I think they are doing that. So there's a gentleman who started a school similar in Texas uh, up in uh, Ron Gilman. You might have heard of the Dixon orphanage. And when we talk about how to, uh, how to uh, uh, the integration component, there are a thousand, thousand black kids who are wondering uh, these um, streets and highways, whatnot, highways, Texas. He he started an orphanage up in Gilman, Texas, and had similar uh, training, teaching kids the agriculture components and all that. So yeah, that 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 works, and that's again, that's back from the original idea of where everything started, what we evolved from, and those recommendations from there. Yeah, it works. It's been proven that it works.
1: Right. So so I'm, I'm so I'm making a plea. Uh, to each of you and anybody that's out there listening uh, to this uh, program tonight, is that if you got twenty, twenty-five bucks, go donate that to the Piney Woods Boarding School out there in Alabama, and uh, so you can encourage those young yes. folks, that look like some of us here on this show tonight, mm-hmm. to be able to help them along the way on their summer programs. they got a lot of summer programs going on for them. They keep them very busy because some of them don't go home. It's like some of our college students that uh, may be on the HBCU campuses. They can't may not be able to afford to go back to their home where they came from for the summertime, and so they have a lot of different programs, boot camps, and all kinds of things to keep these young folks busy, and uh, so it will help them. Uh, along the way this summer. So if you got 20 books, they'll help us. Thank you. I like
6: his answer. I, I like his answer when I asked him if he if he's a uh, police. So, so uh, I like the answer to that. You know, it sounds it's like it, it sounds like they try. So you know, they pretty much about oh. the situation. Man,
3: so, I'll pick it next. It's good Good. Oh, no. no. Did I
6: have change? Oh, hear me? Yes, going in and out. Am I up
1: I'm sorry, what was that, Hello? Mr. Arthur?
6: Oh, I'd like to, sir. Uh, come
1: in now. you hear me? Yeah, we can
6: just come in and out every
1: no. now and then again.
6: His answer he said that he would have my my police, asking if he's heard of the schools. he said, Yeah, he said, yeah. So I thought that was pretty. I think that they that they try to help a lot of people.
1: Absolutely, that that's correct. So, okay, well, wow, we're getting to the close to the end of our show, and it's just been an amazing. Experience with the uh, councilman on with us tonight a uh, councilman any um, any more comments any final comments on anything that we talked about or anything that you'd like to add uh, to the uh, program tonight I did have quite a, a number of other things that we wanted to dialogue on but we covered a lot of things but the final thing that I do want us to talk just a little bit about and that's that word defunding policemen and many people probably got that uh, kind of crossways a little bit. I think that a lot of it was that people wanted to have funding, uh, police funding redirected. They wanted to make sure that uh, social workers were available so that if the police officers got out there and they uh, ran into uh, say citizens that needed more, uh, more of. A, uh, mental health care rather than back,
3: being
1: imprisoned. Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly. That
1: direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That direction. So you guys, i on that a little bit. We'll start with you, uh, Councilman, and in your in your comments in regards to.
5: Well, I I I agree wholeheartedly because defund the police was a code word that by Trump supporters and others that made it. So that they knew that that was like a dog whistle, so that if they heard defund the police they could go ahead and jump on it and and destroy it, whereas it was really a reallocation of funding uh exactly as you were saying, Dr. McCullum, to get people to um, get health care and get uh, other types of programs those types of help besides for the police because the police can't do it all, and there there are different specialties and different for mental health and for uh, other areas that need addressing besides for just um, the police. And so therefore, a lot of the funding that was going to police uh, services need to be reallocated in a sense so that they can uh, serve the needs because not all people that they go to, um, you know, when they're called out on a, uh, a disturbance or something like that, all of them, not all of them need to be wrestled to the ground or something. They need to be talked with and reckoned with. And therefore, if we have a real reallocation of funding, and we have other people that have been trained to deal with these situations, it will make a big difference. And it's not always brute force that will do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Okay, Pastor Cooper, your comment. you your comment.
4: Yes. Uh, when you mention health and mental health, it's so true uh, because the departments they're really not trained to, but they are they're given that responsibility to deal with mental illness, mental health. And that's something that should have really uh, should have been attached to it and explained a little more in detail. But that is that is so true that a lot of that was in known health areas where that could be re- that redirected for his training in states like Texas. There are a few you known health training programs. So I agree. That, that should have been added to it, a plan for that so it wouldn't just be construed and just be funded, but funds being allocated in areas where there is such a major need in mental health Everybody understand what's going on in mental health. Very good, Mr. Arthur, you come in? I don't know if you
1: lost those. guys. So Are you, there. Okay, Miss Rihanna, did you come in? with some comments, Ms. Rihanna, I don't know if she was able to get in uh, near the end or not. Miss Rihanna, if you're there, come right on in. And, well, I guess we lost Mr. Arthur, and I guess we lost mm. him. <laughs> First, I was lost. Yeah, their, sig- got-
5: their signals were really okay. kind of fading out, and so probably they just <laughs> ended out just completely being lost with that. But um, this has exactly. been a great podcast, Dr. McCall. I mean, for you both. I am so um excited about this. Um, I didn't know anything about it until today. And I will be tuning in and listening uh, from Please. now on about this because it's, it is a marvelous Monday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, something? I'm glad okay, you now, brought that poll. Okay, now what were we talking ahead. about, clearly? I'm sorry, say again? What were we talking about? Okay, very we What were we were about. talking about? Your, your analogy <laughs> on um, the term uh, defunding policemen, and I have mentioned that. That
6: a better that, word was reallocation, but go ahead. That's another, that's another. That's another political. It's like kind of like kind of like a critical period. You see what I'm saying? It, it means not You know, everybody knows that nobody's going to defund the police. It, it's a political trope. You no, know, you know, but but we do. But we have got the strong. is Uh use it they take something like that and destroy us with it hey we still standing and actually looking at reimagining so I think yeah. and
5: oh so, that so reminds that, me dr uh, oh go ahead i'm sorry
3: yeah go
2: ahead, go ahead.
3: that reminds go ahead, go ahead. me of the bill ar- that the
5: governor signed that you know with cities of 200000 or more that they will uh they will uh reduce their funding if they defund the police, and uh, that's now a law that he has passed. That is really threatening to a lot of cities, but it it only addresses about six or seven cities over, you know,
2: cities over two hundred and fifty thousand. So, first of right. all, it's a law that we're not a right. whole weight. Can, can you all hear me?
3: We can hear yes. you now. Yeah.
2: Okay, Gig. I don't know what was happening with the phone call, but it was getting weaker. I guess. But uh, when you talk about defund the police. Uh, no one should ever get penalized for, for his silly law, his attempt to, to be uh, the next president, if that's what he's trying to do, uh, set up his base to run. Uh, because of the fact that we, no one, and I'm president of local NAACP, we're not talking about defunding anything. We're actually talking about spending more money, if anything, to get the right mental health assistance, the right social yes. worker right. to, to assist in calls. So that's okay. actually spending more money.
6: Yeah, that's a good gas tool. Right, it's a good gas
2: tool. So I think it's what Yes,
1: yeah, so and I'm so glad you brought that. out, Pastor Cooper. Uh, that's why I brought in the social worker and the people like Pastor Cooper, his uh, psychologist, and those are the people that we need. That's riding along in the uh, squad car sometimes to address the issues that they may find in the streets, because there are a lot of people out there with. With issues that they need, they need to be addressed. They they're not criminals. Uh, they right. may have, you know, they may have done something that they should not have done. But sometimes it has to do with what the issues are that they're dealing with uh, in their lives day to day. So we have to address those issues
3: uh,
1: in in our mental health. Make sure we have good mental health uh, for our citizens. And our community. Yes.
3: Absolutely.
1: Okay. So we're getting close to. End. That was, end. That was one of the <laughs> my, my final, final that I wanted to cover. So we can get ready to do a round robin. We're getting to the end of our show and we're getting ready for our theme song. So uh let's start with uh, let's start with you, uh, Doctor Hadney. And then we'll go to well, Pastor Cooper. And then we'll, well go like to our special guest councilman, and then we'll end with uh Mr. Arthur and then I'll have my final say and then Miss Rihanna will step in.
3: I just
4: right like I just like to say, as, far as relating back to healthcare, back to the virus, uh, we need to really be concerned. We need to keep pushing the information out there. We need to be aware of the Delta virus that are occurring and also uh, out the African American population. We need to keep pushing, for to uh, get the vaccine because the vaccine is effective. But we just need to kind of keep pushing that and be aware of what we need to be able to tell our students uh, this summer and this fall prior to school. So. Again, the virus is there. and We need to continue that effort to get the word out.
1: And so, Dr. Hagney, I'm glad you brought that uh, last comment in. Uh, tell us to the next church notation. We I was mentioning to the councilman that we have carried the vaccines to the black and brown community because they were having difficulties in getting in line in order to do that. Do we have a, a church on the horizon that we're getting ready to set up a, another platform? Yes. Five-
3: Yes, okay.
4: this, this, this 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 yes, this Saturday, uh uh we're actually going out to a little town called Chandler, Texas and Antioch Baptist Church there. Uh in partnership with uh, uh family circle of care out there. They actually us to because we are in the community in the black churches. We're very excited about that, so pray for it this Saturday. There at uh, Antioch and the pastors group worked out there, and and just amazing response. So pray for us, and, and that's what we need to keep doing. And also we put together a panel. We need to look at it, having more panels out in the churches and uh, black community about uh, about the virus. So we're excited about that partnership and the partnership with uh, Family Circle of Care. So we uh, we'll keep you posted on that. We're looking at a couple other sites also. We just thank you, and and we just have to continue getting the word out there and keep working in our community. And, Dr. Hagman, could you please tell us who Family Circle of Care is? Oh, yeah, they, Throughout the uh, United States, when you heard President Biden mention program-funded uh, community centers, we are very fortunate to have the uh, family community care here, here in Tala. They covers in uh, three counties, and we're blessed because one advantage of working with them is that they are across their government agencies, they they get their funding, they get the resources directly from the federal government, and so that's that's a major energy here in East Texas, and we're partnering with them uh, with the vaccine because they're access. They have total care. We're going to partner with them also in the maternal mobility deal where the black female three times more in that area, and also we're going to be partnering with them him, them with the PSA prostate exam. So they're federal agency, They have uh, we can buy to, really bypass an Austin. To, to implement a lot of programs. They're great to work with, and again, we thank President Biden and St. Harris all the groups for putting those programs. So uh, we're excited about partnering with them and reaching out to us to work in those three areas.
1: Very good. And then they, of course, they have nurses, nurse practitioners. They have physicians. Oh. One of my security sisters is uh, one of the leading physicians there in that clinic. Thank you very much. Yeah, they uh, have have yeah, two yeah. comments. Oh, go ahead, Dr. Agnes.
4: I that, yes, you meant right. They have a complete medical uh, staff yes. crew. That exactly. whole nine yards. Yes. yes.
1: Medical clinic. That's right. Okay, very good. Pastor Cooper.
2: All right. First of all, uh, I just want to say that all the things that Dr. Hanning's working on and has been working on uh, with pharmacists, uh, medical issues, and things like that, vaccine. We, we're going to partner with him uh, before and after being governor, and but in order to get us to the governor's mansion, and when I say us, it's not about me, it's about us all uh, having the uh, barbecue cookout on the front porch, <laughs> not the back porch, the front porch. <laughs> and we're going to invite all of East Texas out there because we're going to do this thing with East Texas, and we're going to make sure that we register five from this day until I'm I'm giving this to November. We're going to register 500,000 people to vote in East Texas. And I'm gonna start right now. I'm asking for everyone that hears my voice. If you are a voter registrar, I want you to register ten people tomorrow. Ten people tomorrow to vote right now. And then I want you to email me at get in the loop with coop at uh, gmail.com. gmail Get in the loop with coop at gmail.com. Send me your information and send me the ten people. There you go. There's ten people that you registered to vote. We're keeping count right now. Let the games begin right now. Thank you. My name is Mike Cooper. Your next governor of Texas.
1: Thank
6: you, Texas Cooper. Um, Mr. Arthur. Yeah, I want to say enjoy the show, and uh, uh and I'll be coming to
3: bash
6: What I want to say is that it's just, being kind. Of, you know that you know we all grew up hearing about a time was gonna come. Where we would have to make big decisions, do big things, uh, uh, you know, for the world. And so we need to understand that we are global citizens. We African Americans, we lead. We the black in the world. So we have, to, we have to understand everything you're doing, whatever you're doing, in uh, our community. You're doing it in the context of a global situation. So understand power. Understand your power. You know, uh, exercise your power And uh, and be aware That we're in this moment This is change, this is what it looks like It ain't pretty sometimes But stay
1: focused Thank you, Mr. Arthur Councilman Doc Jackson Bass Rap Texans, Your final comment
5: Well, as I said It's been a privilege to be able to be A part of this panel and speak today On, on this podcast And I uh, I was going to mention, since you were talking about health care and vaccines, and I talked earlier about it, Dr. Desmar Walks, which is an African-American doctor in our area, who was our medical director for Bastrop County, did an outstanding job of getting vaccines out in the black and brown communities and in the total county. Uh, It was such a successful program that, She's now the medical director for Travis County in Austin. They took her away from us. She's so good. And I, I'm so proud of the work that she did. With Even with adversity, she got everything done. And uh, I'm so happy for her, but I'm sad that we lost her because she did a bang-up job of getting uh, into the churches, into the community, and to uh, with all of, the, of us in the community working with her to make sure that, the vaccines were handled for not only the uh, elderly and the disadvantaged, but the black and brown community. And uh, I just had to put that shout out to her because we, um, we already missed her and she's just been gone. uh, What is this? Um, I guess 21 days.
2: (laughs) Wow. But I'm going to get in the loop with poop
5: also. Get in the loop with poop at
1: gmail.com.
2: There you go. That's it. That's it. That's it.
1: Okay. Well, that's outstanding. Uh, Councilman, and let me tell you, it was just an amazing pleasure to have you on tonight. So uh, so Dr. Richard Hadney is our uh, doctor uh, in this area. He's our pharmacist in this area that pulled us all together. It's the Northeast Texas task force that he pulled in pastors, preachers, nurses, physicians, mm. social workers, psychologists, down the line uh, that... Uh, that came together and made sure that we got that vaccine out into the black and brown community, to our senior citizens in their homes, and making sure that the uh, nursing services that were out there in the homes taking care of the clients, that they carried shots and arms out there. So it, it, he, he's kept us fired up and ready to go. Down here in East so you've done a great work and we appreciate that and we thank you so much for being on you you're welcome the doors are open a marvelous Monday come and see us at any time and we'll be pleased to have uh, you on with us to talk about the things that are going on both globally someone mentioned I think mr. Arthur said we're global we live in a global society so we're connected everywhere in the world so thank you so very much God bless you. So happy to have you. And now we're going to turn everything over to our program director, Miss Rihanna, our engineer, and end us for the evening. Thank you. May God bless you. And thanks for listening to Marvelous Monday. Ms. Good night. Mr. Rihanna.
3: One day when the glory oh, yeah. comes, it will be our
0: the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure,
3: oh, glory,
0: glory, glory. Oh, glory, glory, hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against Yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtapositioning us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us woman and child even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd they march with the torch we gon' run with it now never look back we done gone hundreds of miles from dark roads heroes to become a hero facing the league of justice his power was the people enemy is lethal a king became regal saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald
3: ego the biggest weapon is to save people we sing our music is the
0: cuts that we bleed through somewhere in the dream we had and a now we right the wrongs in history. No one can win the war individually. It takes like the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call victory. The coming of the Lord. My eyes have seen the glory. One day when the glory comes.
1: Good
5: night. Good
3: night. I'm
5: sending you a copy of something.